Well, hello, friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk for you. You know, when I was a kid, my mom would take me with her to the grocery store. She was a smart shopper. When she got home, she would take the receipt and make little check marks on every entry, I guess in case she got overcharged for something. In those days, there were no barcodes, and the, the checker had to manually enter the price of everything. Growing up without a father in the Depression made an impact on her. Back then, the expiration dates for perishable items were in code. Only the grocery store people could understand them. I guess at some point they passed a law that the dates had to be plain for all to read, so there's no guesswork involved now. Of course, that took all the fun out of trying to crack the code. But anyway, now, just like back then, they, they put the older cartons of milk in front, so, so you'll take them first. And some people, I guess, don't check the dates, but I always reach back in the cooler for the fresher stuff. I am my mother's son, after all. Now, I know that's all pretty mundane, but it's more sobering to realize that I have an expiration date. I just don't know what it is. What I do know is that I'm getting closer to that date every day. So are you. But I'm not going to talk about death today, at least not your death. I'm going to talk about the expiration of the age in which we live. The Bible says in Ephesians 1 that God the Father raised Jesus up far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. The language at the end of that verse intrigues me, this age and also the age to come. Precious few people ever give a thought to the age to come. They're trying to make the best of this age in which they're currently living. Sadly, very few people ever understand the purpose of this age in which we live and why we're here in it. Let me point out something that's important to understand about the times in which we live and the way the world is. God did not design this world to be in the mess it's in. God created a paradise for mankind. In the story of creation in Genesis, we're told of God making light, God making the land and the seas, God making vegetation, animal life, sea life, and repeatedly it says that God saw that it was good. What he created was good. He didn't create diseases or famine or war. What he made was good. Of course, we all know what happened to his good creation. The ones he put in charge of it all, that would be us, blew it. We took some very bad advice and brought on God's beautiful creation all the trouble that characterizes the world today and has since the dawn of history. For many of us, it seems that the trouble associated with this world as it is now is intensifying. In Luke's version of the discourse of Jesus on the destruction of Jerusalem in the second coming, our Lord talks about a time when there will be on the earth 
distress of nations with perplexity, a time characterized by people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. While I'm certainly not making any predictions about the timing of the second coming, we're clearly warned in the Bible not to try that. I don't think there's any doubt that these words from Luke 21 appropriately describe the world as we are experiencing it today. Distress, perplexity, and people fainting with fear. I have never seen so much abject fear in the world as I've witnessed during the last year or so, especially among professed Christians. How much longer can we live like this? Well, I've got good news. The way the world is now is not the way it will always be. There is a new age coming. It will indeed begin when Jesus comes back in person to this earth, this time not as a suffering Savior, but as the judge of all people. He will judge the world in righteousness, and he will bring in his eternal kingdom, a kingdom of peace forever. That is the age to come. Paul says in Philippians 3.20, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Followers of Jesus Christ are not of this world, as Jesus used the expression. Peter addressed those he wrote his first letter to as strangers and pilgrims. I have to say that every day that goes by, I feel more like a stranger in this world. But that's not a bad thing. I am a stranger. I am a stranger to those who live only for the passing pleasures of the world, to those who are seeking only to amass as much wealth and money as they can. I am a stranger to those who don't really believe there is an age to come. What about you, dear listener? Do you feel like a stranger in this world, or do you feel right at home? As I've been trying to say, the world as it is now is not what it's supposed to be. When we messed up God's good creation, he didn't give up on us. God is so patient and so merciful. To finally make things right, he sent his only son to become one of us, to experience what we experience in this fallen world. He died an atoning death to set us free from the power of sin and to give us hope for that age to come. So in reality, the purpose of our present existence in this temporarily broken world is probation. This life is not an end in itself, but it is a time of choosing. It is a time when God confronts us with the choice between life and death. In the age to come, there will only be two classes of people. 
those who chose life in this present age and those who did not. In Acts chapter 17, we read of Paul's encounter with the jaded inhabitants of Athens, that seat of philosophy and learning, so-called. He said to them, being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. God commands all people to repent. To repent means to turn around, to change the way you think. Turn away from living for yourself, for money, for pleasure, for the esteem of other people. Turn to God and to his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom God raised from the dead. Jesus is your only hope, your only hope of becoming a citizen of that beautiful age to come when Christ will return to make things right in this world. The expiration date of this world is getting closer. And I don't know about you, but I am longing for the next age, that age of peace and joy that Jesus will usher in someday. Till then, I want God to use me to share this truth, and I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that he will open the eyes of those who can't see what's coming, those who think that this vain life is all there is. Oh, God, open their eyes. Father, that is my prayer, that you would grant people, Lord God, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would be given to those whose eyes and whose hearts have been blinded by the God of this world, by Satan, who is a liar, who brought all the misery on this world in the first place. People are still believing his lies. Oh, God, open their eyes to see the truth, to see that Jesus Christ is the truth and that Jesus Christ is the only hope for this dying age in which we live. Oh, God, I long to see the age to come when Christ will return, when he'll make things right. Once again, he will make this world a beautiful paradise wherein peace and righteousness dwells. Open the eyes of those who are listening to me now and increase their hope and their confidence in their faith. In you, Lord Jesus, I pray in your precious name. Amen. God bless you, my dear friend. Please contact me if, if you're not on my email list, if you don't get the little notice uh, twice a week uh, through email of uh, the uploads of these podcasts, send me an email at father.danjones at outlook.com. And I would love to stay in touch with you that way. I will never ask you for anything. I just want to announce uh, the uh, podcast, the uploads, and maybe share a little word of encouragement with you. God bless you.